to the family. There's something really refreshing about the age and stage emerging influences that, where they can reset and be like, actually, this is something we should all be running with. So just seeing passion and calling renewed um, is such a highlight to me in them as people. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Dan and today I'm joined by Emma and Chris. How are you doing guys? Great, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. How are your New Year's resolutions going one month in? can't remember what mine were. Yeah, I was literally, <laughs> so well. literally going to say the same thing. <laughs> Did we discuss it in an earlier podcast? Because I might just need to listen back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the podcasts are good for, jogging memories. But um, No, I, I don't think we did, actually. But um, good to know that you're, you're both still on it. So on it. I think mine was actually a continuation of last one, of my last year's one, which was just to say no more. So that's going all right. I just say it. I don't really say it to people. I just say it by myself in my room when I was about to say no. I'm not <laughs> no, doing no, that. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's more like, shall I go for a drink in the pub? No. <laughs> shall I meet some friends? Exactly. No. Shall I... <laughs> yeah, saying no more. I feel like this is the easiest year to do that. Yeah, exactly. What about yours, Dan? Well, I I didn't really have like a, a specific one, but I wanted to do a bit more running and I've done that. Which How is much good. running? Not much. So um, I've done about 25k in January, which is like one 5k Fantastic. a week. So yeah, yeah, it's better than I thought it would go. But I'm using an app that, that has um, like guided runs. So I feel like someone's actually coaching me through running. When running should be quite simple, it's one thing. Yeah, how does that work? Are they just um, saying, like, keep going? <laughs> what do they do? Yeah, pre- pretty much. Like, I mean, I'm joking. I, I actually find it really helpful, but they just say things like, <laughs> when you start off, they say, this should be the easiest part of the run, so don't push too hard. <laughs> like, they're much more inspiring than I make it sound. But, um, yeah, it's good. And they ask you questions. They're like, you know, if you, if you had to do one thing when you finish this run to make it a better run, what would it be? Oh, wow, reflective. Um, yeah, so I was like, probably have a Domino's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've uh, I've been enjoying it so far. Um, so far, so good. Um, but I feel like twenty twenty one isn't the best year for New Year's resolutions. I think people have been a lot less committed to New Year's resolutions just because there's not a whole lot you can do, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure to put on someone to be like, hey. Or in the middle of a pandemic and you, you've got to do this, otherwise you fail as a person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great. So in today's episode, we'll be hearing from the head of We Are Tear Fund's Emerging Influencer Programme, B. Roy. She shared some of her top tips for becoming a great leader and using our spheres of influence to make a difference. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But first, it's Emma's Dilemmas. So today's dilemma is... Would you rather be able to control animals with your mind or control electronics with your mind? And when I say animals, I'm not talking humans, okay? So just <laughs> animals. Would you rather be able to control them or electronics? That's a, that's a good question. I'm trying to think of the applications here. Like, in the UK, what am I controlling, really? Like, some squirrels? No, like, have you got <laughs> a pet dog or a cat? 
I don't, but that would, you're right, that would be really good. You could, like, get yourself a drink using your dog. Perfect. I don't know how, like, good its hands would be, <laughs> like, to do that, but maybe you could be able to do that. <laughs> be interested to see what came back when you asked it to make you a drink, but <laughs> you could ask it. I think this has got to be animals, right? Because controlling the toaster with my mind just does not sound that appealing to me. But, like, <laughs> Whereas... have you ever got in bed and you forgot to turn the light off? Oh, game changer. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, you got us there, Emma. Multiple occasions. I feel like it is a choice between the magical and the practical, though, yeah. isn't it? It's like, yeah. do you want to turn the light off or do you want to command an army of ducks? Like, there's not really... I mean, to me, one definitely sounds more interesting. I've just got an image of Dan just, like, being f- f- carried by an army of ducks <laughs> flying in the air. Carry me home. <laughs> the duck overlord. <laughs> yeah, then make me a drink. Oh. <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like electronics in a in a post or pre-pandemic world which i'm going to go for would be more helpful because it'd be like you're interacting more stuff so imagine you're running for a train and it's about to go you could just stop mm, it nice keep the doors open and no one would know this is true although don't you think that we actually are getting to the point of controlling electronics with our mind because if you think of like alexa and all that then mm. i guess it's like voice technology is that going to be the next yeah. big thing? And is that basically controlling things with your mind? <laughs> That's a really good point. Did you see, what do you call it? Elon Musk, like, was it last year? Late last year, I think. He was talking about trying to create some headphones that go directly into your brain or something. No. I was like, I'm not involved, sorry. <laughs> this sounds crazy. Oh, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point, though, earlier. You were like, what, what if you get into bed and there's still a light on you need to turn it off? Like, there is a reality of just having Alexa and then you don't have to get out of bed. Mm. Exactly. So I'm going back to my army of ducks, definitely, 100%. Okay, so you're going animals. Chris? I think I will join Dan with my army of squirrels. Oh, well, I wanted to pick animals <laughs> too because I just really want a dog that I can talk to. But <laughs> Although I don't know if I could make it talk. That wasn't really part <laughs> of it, was it? I just thought that'd be fun. Like, yeah. how's your day? Oh, great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be a great listening dog. You could tell it all about your day. Yeah, I could be like, you have to stay there and listen. That's what I could do. Okay, great. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, we're all animals. Wow. Great. That's that's probably the first time we've all agreed, it isn't is. it? I think so, yeah. I feel like there's always some some division and one of us ends up not talking to the others for a, a fortnight. So this is good. <laughs> this is progress. So thank you, Emma, for this week's dilemma. If you're listening at home and want to submit your own, head to We Are Tear Fund on Instagram and leave us a message. Up next, it's What in the World? Welcome to What in the World, where we discuss the latest in news and current affairs. Emma, what are we talking about today? Okay, so you may have seen the Bernie Sanders memes. Have you seen those of him sitting there in the big coat, gloves? So many memes. Absolutely love it. Um, But another standout moment of the recent US presidential inauguration was Amanda Gorman's poem. Um, The 22-year-old, she became the youngest person to deliver the presidential inaugural poem. So I want to know, what did you think of it? Can we just talk about the memes first? Because I feel like that's that's almost on a cultural part <laughs> it was the post it was the fact that he brought his post 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, they were saying that's what his, like, inauguration ticket came in or something. And so he just carried it, you know, like you sometimes would do with with gig tickets, I guess, Mm. or like football tickets you just kind of leave them in the envelope and i've got the envelope nice and safe he did that on the <laughs> highest stage of them all at the presidential inauguration i respect it yeah i love it <laughs> yeah but amanda okay focus <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the memes um <laughs> no I, I saw um obviously i was inspired like millions of other people i think on so many levels it spoke of a brighter future um both in the words that she was saying, but also just in a young person saying it and mm. being there. You know, Joe Biden is is um, on the other e- other end of the scale of age, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, you know, having having a young voice front and center, sharing about their um, their commitment to unity and their vision for you know what is quite a divisive situation in in the u.s their their vision for that to end um loved how she was kind of almost calling out different country uh, different parts of the u.s in mm. um talking about gold-limbed hills of the west and windswept northeast and those types of things just saying what we need now is unity um so encouraged by it and and so pleased that they gave a, a platform they could have had anyone they possibly wanted i'm so pleased they gave a platform to someone with uh, youth and energy and um and, and a passion for justice. Yeah, and wisdom as well. Like, it wasn't mm. just like, it was like, let's all get along, guys. That'll be great. It was like, very like, well thought through. And I've seen a lot of like, sentiments off the back of her of her poem, talking about how, you know, going towards unity requires justice first. Yeah. And we have to, we have to achieve that before we just start saying, well, let's all hold hands and just hope it works this time. Mm. We have to say, actually, how can we make sure that we can be unified. Yeah, I loved it. And I realised as well, like, if someone just watched the poem, say, today, and then they searched her on Instagram, for example, they would see now she's got, like, three million followers or something. But actually, like, an hour before the inauguration, she had, like, 91,000 followers. And then by the time it had ended, she was on like over a million. And then by the end of that day, she was on like two million. But it just goes to show that she didn't really have the biggest platform to begin with. It wasn't like Mm. she was already this huge star with three million people following her. And then people are like, oh, that's obviously why she got picked. But actually, it was that she's got so much creativity. She's got so much to offer. And um, her words were just so inspiring. And really, she was just she was ready for the opportunity. Um, and then all the followers and everything came afterwards um and so it's about yeah i guess being ready perfecting your craft and yeah having a clear message um i think she just delivered it so so well and that's obviously why she's inspired so many people so yeah long may Mm. she continue and we hear lots from her (laughs) (laughs) i think she actually she, she nailed it with there was the last three lines that were kind of shared most on social media that just talked to so many situations. It's, uh, she said, for there is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. And I just like, isn't, isn't that just such an incredible encouragement for us in pursuing like right, righteousness and mm. equality and justice and whatever we're doing in sometimes um, quite dark situations where we feel discouraged. It's like, there is always light. You know, God's light is always there. If only we lift our eyes to see it. But then also, if only we understand that we can be that light in those dark situations. Yeah. Um, 
just the 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 encouragement that that gave was incredible 100 percent. and yeah as always one of my favorite subjects you guys know just the power of creativity just to speak truth to power and um, we talked mm. about it so many times on this podcast with like Micah, with with Governor B, with Lucy, and hundreds of other people. Um, but yeah, I just think it's so such an underrated tool that we can use when we're trying to create a more just world. Yeah, definitely. She didn't even try and be anyone else; like she did it in her own style. And I think if someone asked me to go and do the inauguration poem, obviously they wouldn't because I'm not a poet. <laughs> I want to see that. I 100% want to see that. So I was talking to my dog the other day. (laughs) But my point, my point is that you probably would have some, I guess, like, I don't know, expectations of what you think people would want from you or how you think they're going to want you to speak or sound or the words that you're going to say. But I just felt like it felt so authentic and it wasn't like she was trying mm-hmm. to be anyone else. She was just using her craft, using her gift and being herself completely. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. Amanda definitely offered up some great inspiration for how we can all play a part in changing the world. Someone who knows about that very well is B. So let's have a listen to her conversation with Chris. I am B. I'm a part of the We Are Tiffin community. And what I do is I get to work with some incredible young adults and young people across the whole of the UK, but mainly in Scotland. So although I do not sound like it, I am in not so sunny um, Glasgow <laughs> at the moment, but it is a beautiful city that is full of life. Um, and also, I have the absolute privilege of leading the We Are Tiffin Emerging Influencers. So that is a program um, that is for those that are 17 to 23 year olds and it's all about developing them as leaders in justice awesome and can i just add as well like to be fair it's not so sunny england right now either okay. so don't worry you're not missing out much on the not other missing sides. out although everyone gets snow and we just get ice so we're either freezing <laughs> or in a cloud and then spring you get summer and then in summer it's back to rain um so it is a different world up here but you know what the people are epic so it's worth it and my son has a little glaswegian accent which is like the dreamiest thing in the world um so i'm not complaining too much it's all about the people if i wanted to live somewhere sunny i would not even be living in the uk would i so there we go so emerging influencers you really explain a bit about it all about leadership developing young leaders for you what are the most important characteristics of leadership for young adults i could go on about this all day so i'm going to restrain myself but i also don't want to go too classic but integrity be who you say you are Mm. like if you are a leader and you're saying i'm passionate about this i'm passionate about this area of justice i want to lead in this act like you do be Mm. exactly who you say you're gonna be and um I will talk about this till I am blue in the face but like you need to have compassion Mm. you need to be passionate you need to be learning from others there is no way you can be a leader unless you are lifelong learning from others anyway there is never a place where we fully get it where we are 100% right I'm a leader I can tick that we're always always learning and there's something that I hear said quite a lot which actually doesn't make much grammatical sense Um, But it's disciples that make disciples that make disciples. 
people should be following you, but you should mm. always be following someone else. Yeah. Um, so you need to have integrity, be who you say you are, um, and yeah, just keep following um, the calling that's on you. That's, that's really interesting saying. because I feel like in in the year twenty twenty one, we've been we've been we've been in our pandemic world for a while, and even even outside of that, before that, it is arguable that some would say particular world leaders maybe some close to home maybe some further afield maybe some <laughs> who are no longer leaders anymore uh, have yes. maybe potentially at times lack those characteristics which you just described of integrity and compassion and and being like following in the footsteps of others what kind of effect do you think that's kind of had on today's generation's idea of what leadership looks like i think it's had a huge effect on it i could I think we all know which leaders we're talking about. <laughs> um, basically, just I think it's had a huge effect, but actually I want us to be a new generation. I want to be a generation that looks at the generation of leaders that has gone before us and celebrates the good, but looks at the ones that maybe haven't done it so well and think, how do I want to lead differently? I think it's really easy for us to look at people that have made mistakes and get really angry and righteously angry, actually. Mm. But actually, rather than seeing them and thinking that's what leadership is. I don't want to be that. They see actually this is what leadership should be. And this mm. is how I want to lead that way. And in that, um, and it can be quite, I think, oh, just disheartening, isn't it? When we look at sometimes the leaders that are around us, the one that mm. have amount, huge amounts of power. Um, but actually I want us to walk in the opposite spirit of that and yeah. to be like, actually that really annoys me. Actually, how do I lead in a totally different county cultural way to that that creates yeah. a new culture um, and, yeah, brings about some positive change for everyone? 100%. But that could be quite difficult, right? If, like, you're seeing something, you're seeing the type of leadership go in one direction and then you're like, right, I want to go the opposite direction. But then you're like, okay, but to make a change, I actually have to interact with that leadership that I don't think is that great. So, like, how can young leaders interact how can they influence older generations or or the leadership that has that is in power that has power to make a difference how how can we take that our our style of leadership and say you know what we want to have this very integral compassionate active following leadership style but we have to kind of clash heads with this opposite style yeah that's so true. Starting, before I answer this question, it is really hard. And I'm not saying it's easy and living in an airy fairy world. But I'm like, oh, just be positive, peace and love. Just go about it a different way in a different culture. The fact is we're not living in that culture at the moment and we're not mm. living in that time. And it's okay to be really honest about that and to feel that and to say things are not right. And that's, yeah. do you know what makes you listening to this? A passion about justice. Of course, you're going to think it's not right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We're shouting about more than anyone. Mm. Um, but firstly, that is hard and I don't have all the answers to that. Um, but also that there is something about um, understanding influence and listening um, before we speak. And mm. that for someone like me, that is extremely difficult. <laughs> you will gather by the end of this podcast, I'm a speaker, not necessarily a listener. And I could talk for Britain. Um, and I'm an extrovert and all the rest of it. But what does it look like to listen to therefore to know what you are um, trying to influence, what you are mm. trying to change, um, I think is really, really important um, in terms of getting your influence particularly those that are older than you particularly those people that are in power what does it look like to first listen to first understand don't get me wrong um 
a lot of the stuff with the people in power isn't understandable and we do not agree <laughs> and that is okay. Um, but yeah, how do we do we just listen and communicate really, really well and try and come up with solutions? There's so much stuff that we do as we or TIFF and that we encourage you guys with. We encourage you guys to campaign, to be activists, to speak up, mm. to have a voice, to have influence. But I think that really, really starts with it sometimes as getting a deeper understanding and listening and then bringing about change from there. Um, but also communication like talk to those people and if you think they're untouchable find the person you can talk to who's around them like we are living in a digital age guys where twitter and instagram yes it does not always have a beautiful light side but there is light that comes from it and that's the Mm. fact that we can contact these people that we can make a change like look at the climate strikes for a start like if you think people aren't listening to those that is young people making a change and making a difference and when those that are in power aren't listening and that's them using their sphere of influence around them to do that um so it's probably not a direct answer because i think we're all sat here being like i'm not about to knock on 10 downing streets i'll be arrested um but um i think there is something about understanding listening communication but also standing up and making a change by using those that are around you and that are listening 100 percent. i know you mentioned like the idea of like a sphere of influence could you go a bit more into that and kind of talk to how like you said so we've talked about how we can talk to older generations or people in power but how about talking to our peers how can we make how can we persuade those who we know around us to join the the rally for justice this will seem really boring answer model it and it Mm. it links with the integrity thing um like when you're inviting someone in to your opinions and your way of life or what you're passionate about, model it first and foremost. Like, I don't want to say to someone, oh, I really, really, really care about poverty. Mm. Now, come join me as we go on a total shopping spree and spend loads of money in Primark <laughs> on ASOS because it's just not, it just doesn't live out to be true. Yeah. Actually, modeling my compassion um, for those that um, are in extreme poverty is living out in my everyday life and modeling it. And other people will do that. And it's the same in leadership model um how you want things to be done how you want this world to look like um others will follow that but i also think in terms of sphere of influences there is something about um, inviting people in and then challenging them i mm. think sometimes when we're really passionate about justice or a certain thing we're really good at challenge i'm massive about how challenge i'm like yeah well mm. what are you going to do about that or what are you doing <laughs> about it right now i'm like actually i need to be like do you know what? Come journey with me. Like, yeah. this is why I do what I do. This is why I'm really passionate about it. These are the people it's affecting. And, and I get that that's my niche and that's my passion. But this is why I think it's really, really important to those around us. Um, and that's then when you bring in the challenge, when mm. people start to understand where you're coming from. Um, I think there is something about, yeah, modeling stuff in being someone that's worth imitating um, and you're severe. Those people that are around you will be influenced by that. Um, Also telling stories as well. I think there's Mm. something about communication and telling stories and I won't go too much into detail, but yeah. Well, I mean, I would like to hear a bit more about it because I think what you're saying is quite interesting. I think it is quite countercultural at the moment with everyone being stuck at home and social media kind of being the dominant way that we interact with the wider world around us. Um, there doesn't seem to be time to tell stories. There doesn't seem to be enough characters to tell enough story to tell the story. And also, like, what you said about inviting people into your space, 
Social media seems to be very anti that. It seems to be a space where it's just, you know what, go on there, shout at someone or yeah. or some people, tell them they're wrong, this is why they're wrong, and then just move on. Like, yeah. what kind of effect is that having on our ability to lead with others? I think... I think the fact is we're in a pandemic and things are online and things aren't as easy as they normally are. Like I love small scale community. I love inviting people into my home and journeying with them. And then that being a sphere of influence and it growing from there. Mm. And back to what I said, disciples that make disciples that grows and grows. The fact is that's really, really hard online. And like you're saying, like the online spaces are quite negative or opinionated Mm. or this isn't okay and screaming and shouting. Um, And I just wonder, how do we create community online? And I think there's something that we actually do quite well is we are Tearfun. Like we've got Instagram, we've got our Emerging Influencer program that has community that comes from it that, oh, I think I'm going on a tangent, but people from that like meet up and pray afterwards. They're like, Mm. actually, we're a group that in our community that wants to see change and they they organize that off their back. We don't do that. What does it look like for us to... um, to just gather a community around us, even online, to hang out, to have fun, to share stories, to talk about what we're passionate about. Um, And even using social media in a positive way. I see some people do it really well. Mm. Like people want to listen to people who uh, are telling stories and stuff who are not angry. And I'm not saying righteous anger is wrong. I think that's correct. But I think sometimes we can be so blinded by things not being right that we're not saying what is right. Mm. um and we're not giving answers we're just saying what's wrong and Mm. i think there's something around community in that in terms of local community and wider community in terms of personal one-on-one community you might do on zoom or whatever um and actually like the whole digital community that we have in a wider space like my challenge would be even i've just spoke about not doing high challenge (laughs) um how do you use the space that you've got online to lead really well Mm. um and to talk about what is is unjust in a way but actually to to bring what is just into that so yeah not just focusing on the hard stuff but shouting about how you want the world to look not how it currently looks necessarily that's really good that's really awesome I think um you mentioned about community there and obviously a big part of uh, I'm assuming most people who listen to this podcast um the church community our individual church communities um are quite an important thing for each and every one of us and again it's a space where we we always hope and would hope that like you said at the beginning that we're all kind of on the same wavelength of like justice is important but it doesn't it doesn't always necessarily translate not for like the want of trying to be anti-justice but maybe sometimes it's just like a lack of understanding scripture or or how to action scripture or whatever it may be um so for a young person who may be at a church where actually talking about justice and issues like climate change or issues of even racial inequality or waste, whatever it may be, um, when they when those sorts of issues are not spoken about as much in their church, what advice would you have for, for a young person to be able to lead in that area? Um, some stuff I've already said, so communicate well, um, talk to those people that are in leadership in your church to try and get it done better model it do it well yourself um but I think there is something about there's that verse isn't it it's a classic Timothy um 1 Timothy 4 12 don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for believers in speech in conduct in love in faith in purity do all that like that's the example set an example to those that believers in speech talk about where things aren't just um 
in how you conduct yourself, as we've just said, imitate it, model it, whatever, um, in love, in faith, in purity. Um, I speak to young people really often, young adults um, who want to see change in their church. Mm. And so often their church is like, oh, that's really lovely. We'll do this little token thing or isn't that sweet because that's your thing you're called to. And I think there's something about communicating to your church and praying that you have church leaders who are up for listening to this and if not mm. pray for grace for them um but where you can say actually the bible is full of justice it is not just for me to lead in that it's not just my thing it's mm. a church thing it's everyone's calling it is mm. throughout the bible if we're following someone we're following jesus and he does it throughout the bible um yeah. so for young adults i think depending on what church you are in, it can be really difficult. But I think there's something about sometimes um, coming alongside the church leadership to talk about that. And I think sometimes as well, churches just, um, they just don't have enough time and space, the people that are leading the church. So what does Mm. it look like for you to say, I'll do it? Yeah. Like, I'll start a group that'll do this. Like, I know in my church, I'm in a big city centre church and my husband's a part of leading it. Um, And so often people get really annoyed because this isn't happening or that isn't happening or we want to do this. And leadership are like, great, we're so permissioning, go and do it. And we'll invite other people to join you in that. And Mm. that doesn't mean it's not a church thing, but it means actually what does it look like for you to do it and to invite other people into that. And I think that comes through good communication with the leadership, but also there's a permissioning for that and sometimes you have to ask for that permission and sometimes you you need to do it and other people will join you with it. Um, But I do understand that it can be really frustrating when the church says, oh, that's your thing. And Mm. actually it's all over the Bible. It's everyone's thing to leave injustice. So you can use that good old Timothy verse as well and say, hey, listen to me. Um, (laughs) But there you go. 100%. That's great. And I think it's been cool listening to you for like the last 15 or so minutes. I feel like we've all got a bit of a preview of what the Emergent Influencers program is like. Um, as someone who is like plays a major role in it, what have you learned from spending time with young leaders on the Emergent Influencers course? Ugh. I have learned that you guys are legends, that emerging influencers are passionate. They have incredible conviction in what they're saying or doing. They challenge me immensely um, to look more like Jesus and to run injustice. Because I think sometimes you can also, as you get grow up, you get caught in the rat race of life of like, got to get a job, got to, you know, pay for where I live, got to look after the family. There's something really refreshing about the age and stage emerging influencers at where they can reset and be like actually this is something we should all be running with so just seeing passion and calling renewed um is such a highlight to me in them as people we mentor on our emerging influencer program that brings me so much joy Mm. to my week you have no idea like hearing people on that course talk about um my whole calling has changed. Like I know where I'm called to lead. I've had one or two and I'm not encouraging this um, (laughs) on the course. Be like someone left and said, I don't know why I'm at university. I honestly don't know why I'm doing this because I'm called to do this and bring about change. Mm. Um, And now they work with young people. And I'm like, that is amazing. And because God put that in their heart. And I'm like, if that's what this course has done, that you are now leading in justice with young people because you feel called to do that, then amazing um there's someone who said they were even just surprised that they thought their faith was on track but actually through the course they were like god has totally just hit me over the head with Mm. stuff and just show me actually what he's actually saying to me what he actually is calling me on my life in terms of them as a person and their identity and god's um and leading from that and 
Ugh, it's a lot of words, but just getting to hear people's stories of their life and what God's done in them throughout the course is mm. honestly the best thing in the world. And there's also incredible speakers I love. Like there's Brian from 24-7 Prayer. Like hearing the stories of what prayer does is incredible. Um, and then there's people like Krishkan Dyer that come and just talk about all the stuff that they are doing and how that they've grown in leadership and are passionate about growing others in that. And yeah, there's many highlights. I've told you a few. <laughs> For me, it's just hearing people's lives changed by it and yeah. running and stuff because of it. I'm like, wow, yeah. amazing. It's funny. I was going to ask you your favorite part, but I feel like you've kind of said a few. So <laughs> that's my favorite part. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good. I mean, if that's what actually comes out, it must be a good program. Yeah, I can talk about other things that have come out as a whole, though, as well. Yeah, like for sure. emerging influencers. Um, we have had 140 people um do that course. Wow. Like so far, plus more than that, and therefore over over 100 people have not only know their leadership and calling injustice and it influenced people and spheres around them but actually they're going on to resource other people to do that mm. um they have um done some amazing creative things to shout about their heart for justice as well we have like over a hundred of them have done like pieces on what they want this world to look like and how they are challenged to make it see it look more like jesus and what god intended it to look like mm. um we have had over a hundred and eighty three thousand pounds raised by it for tear fund and that's that's, that's not just the people on the <laughs> and it is insane and that's not just the people on the course what they've done is people from the course it's called emerging influencers for a reason they's influencer those people around them and said you know what guys we can't just be talking about justice we can't just be saying we care about those in poverty we have to act mm. and we have to do something about it and that's through whole lifestyle response that's through using their creative ability but it's also through raising funds like we want to put what we're saying into action and they are doing that they're gathering a team to do that and 183,000 pounds and that's in less than a year and that's from over 100 people like that is an incredible amount of mm -hmm. money that is going to change people's lives and that's not just a one-off change people's lives that's not we'll give them a bit of food that is something that means that they will be learning skills and that means they'll be helping themselves out of poverty it's not we'll raise some money to help other people it's actually they will through that money be able to help themselves like yeah that's life-changing mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm I'm just astonished by that, but not astonishing. I can't believe we have young adults that are this amazing. I knew they're amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm just so proud and excited that their potential is being used. Um, and yeah, that it's growing more and more. Love that. So this is sounding very good. This is sounding really enticing. If I'm a young adult and I'm thinking, you know what, this sounds like something I want to do. What are the next steps for me? Well, for a start, you're in the right place because you know about We Are Tear Fund. Um, what I would do is I would whack on to the We Are Tear Fund website and you will see the Emerging Influencer program is right there. It'll tell you all the information about it. It'll tell you that you, um, what the course entails, the syllabus, our objectives, 
all that stuff. But it means that there you will be able to register for your interest. And as soon as our applications are open, you will get an email saying they are and a link to our applications. If our applications are already open, it'll be right there in front of you. Um, But that is how you get involved. If you want to chat about that more, there's loads of ways that you can contact us via our Instagram and website, etc. But we want as many as you involved as possible that are age 17 to 23, just because we've seen the benefit that this program program has been it's six weeks like it's not like you're giving away the whole of your life and it is evenings as well so it can totally wrap around what you are doing whether you guys are working at college at uni chilling at home at lockdown because you're meant to be on some gap year you're not on um do you know what I mean it creates a total online community and it's amazing to see that and so yep check out information on our website but we're aiming to do another course in late spring early summer so you'll be seeing the dates coming up for those but basically guys you are loving this and we are loving growing you guys in leadership um, and seeing the game changers you are and what difference you are making to our global brothers and sisters Um, so therefore we're going to keep doing it because why wouldn't we? It was great to hear from B. So we've all been involved in Emerging Influencers ourselves. Guys, what's your favourite part of, of the programme that you've enjoyed the most? Well, it's kind of very full circle for me because a few years ago, I won't, I won't disclose how many years ago, but I was part of um, the Emerging Influencers programme, like pre-pandemic world. And um, yeah, I remember it being such a cool just opportunity to take up. And it's really funny, like, now fast forwarding a few years and like being a part of delivering it and also like seeing like Jack Wakefield who we've had on the podcast before he's a part he's part of delivering it as well um so it works it like (laughs) it keeps you hooked into like a community of people who care about justice and I think from that I've personally had so many opportunities to kind of build on that so if you're ever like questioning whether you should do it I think you definitely should it will keep you in good stead for a number of years yeah I think it's such a good way to develop leadership skills um, really practically so there's there's um, learning how to be a better leader there's opportunities to lead within your kind of social circles and in your community and church and that kind of thing and so if if anyone's looking to grow in leadership um, it's it's a really good thing to do and I think as well there's an element where because of lockdown you know we, we did the first one back in um, May was it last year yeah um, and and because of lockdown it's much more accessible and everyone's used to zoom and uh, people had a bit of time and so you know in this in this new world it's it's a great way to to do that with a community of people whilst being remote and so obviously things are going to change in the future and we won't always um, be in in lockdown but at the same time still connecting with with people over zoom and doing things remotely gaining that experience is is so good yeah and I've seen as well how people have 
genuinely found community and it's not that kind of like fake community where it's like oh come and find like-minded people that's a good slogan or a good draw to get people in but you see people actually building real friendships and we have like a whatsapp group that runs whilst the course is on um, and then I know after that that people have gone on to have their own whatsapp groups and I chatted to one of the girls um, who did the course recently and she was saying that they had just finished a prayer session um, and they were praying into justice issues and um, really supporting one another with ideas and resources and stuff like that and I just think it's incredible that community like real real community that encourages you and pushes you on in your justice journey can be found on this course Um, so yeah amazing great thanks Emma and Chris for joining me and thank you to those listening along we'll be back on the 15th of February with another episode if you liked what you heard today make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on Instagram at we are tear fund <laughs>